0: Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and I'm here with my co-host. It's been a minute since I've seen him, but uh, he's here nonetheless. My co-host, Kamo, Camo, what up, though?
1: Hey, Justin. Um, you know, sorry. I'm, I'm glad you you've uh, discovered me from uh, the rock I've been hiding under for the last several months here. But I have I have a legitimate reason, so you can't be too mad at me.
0: Wait, what is your reason, Kamo? What is your um, reason?
1: You know, I just been, uh, you know, I, 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 there's this kid that just kind of came out of nowhere, and, and yeah, so we had had a baby, so <laughs> I get a pass. I, I get a pass in this in this regard.
0: For those that don't know, Camo is up in Seattle, home of the Seahawks, and uh, yeah, you got a second kid. Congratulations, congratulations to your newborn son. Thank you. Healthy baby, all is well. How old is he now? Time flies. Three months. three months. It's
1: three months. Three months. Three months. And he's uh people are already trying to get him to be a, a Seahawks fan. Um, he has a he has a, a UW little onesie. Um, so yeah, you know he needs to he needs to know where his true alliances lie. So.
0: Well, it's going to be tough you're going to be in Seattle, unless you you might be moving back to the Bay Area, maybe, maybe yes, no, maybe you go back to Arizona, or maybe you go to LA, you got a couple of things within the MC West that I know you've been pretty uh, fond of in the last couple of years. Yeah,
1: you know, it'll be, uh, be interesting, uh, you know, TBD, the next few months here, uh, we'll, I'll, I'll give an update on the pod, for sure.
0: All right, for sure. well, for those that are on the pod, last week, I did kind of a well, it was a decent job. I did kind of a rush pod on last Saturday. The last couple of weeks have been busy and it's it's kind of crazy because like the pandemic things kind of slowed down where I had plenty of time. But then this last month, especially for the month of October, in terms of social obligations, whether it's been conferences or weddings or bachelor parties. But every weekend I've had something. So I did miss a couple of uh, podcasts in light of the NFL season. Did one last week. It was okay, but I, I do miss having a co-host, whether it's like Camo or Tia Up or J-Chan. But it's a challenge to do it alone, but I did it nonetheless. So we go onwards to week seven. And Camo, did you happen to get the chance to look at uh, the week six games?
1: I did. Um Caught most of the Seahawks game um, and then the Cardinals game. So, uh, you know, I think this, this season thus far, the NSC West started off hot, obviously, with teams. In you know, the beginning of the season, we were all pretty much undefeated when the Niners were 2-0 and so on. Um, obviously, the Cardinals are still rolling. Uh, the only undefeated team left, correct?
0: Yeah. And that's the craziest part though cuz right, let's just look at the NFC West standings right now through 6 weeks. You have the Cardinals, the Lone undefeated team in the NFL. They are 6 and 0. The Rams are 5 and 1. The Niners run a bye so they remain at two, 2-2 two and 3. And the best case scenario for the Niners is the Seahawks they uh they lost on Sunday night football to the Steelers so they are 2 and 4. Um so you're looking at it's you're looking at a division where it's very top heavy. Yeah. So you have the the Rams and I predicted that they would take care of business at New York Giants, uh, a New York Giants team without Saquon Barkley, mind you. And so they rolled 38 to 11. And then the Niners obviously being on a bye, probably goodbye. We'll talk about in more detail we'll, about what they're going to do moving forward. Yeah. Uh, they've got some identity issues offensively and even at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. But for the one o'clock sets, you had the Cardinals at the Browns. And I predicted that the Browns would be the ones to take them off their little high horse of undefeated. Mm -hmm. But, uh, that didn't happen. And I was, the the reason why I was saying this is because Zach Allen, Chandler Jones, their head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, Mm -hmm. they all tested positive for COVID Mm -hmm. only a couple days before Sunday. And so at Cleveland, I just, I just felt that that was a bit much for the the Cardinals to overcome it, but uh didn't really matter. The Cardinals rolled 37-14, to 14, and, yeah, man, they look like a really stru- – I don't know if they're contenders or pretenders, but as of right now, they're the best team in the NFL. Yeah. And then lastly, you have the, the Seahawks. And for those that saw the previous week in Week 5, Thursday night football, Russell Wilson hurt his hand, and he's on IR along with Chris Carson. And so – you had a Seahawks team with Geno Smith and in Geno Smith fashion, close game. They lose 20 to 23. Um, Gino Smith fumbled, um, strip sack by TG Watts. That's yeah. all she wrote. And yeah, that was, that was a week six, man. I mean, what, what's your initial thoughts about week six, man?
1: Yeah. Like I said, I, I caught most of the Seahawks game. Um, and, uh, Again, it was a it was kind of a tale of two halves in that game itself. Um, Seahawks came back in the second half and were really looking like they're going to take it. Um, obviously, I think tough environment for backup quarterback and Geno Smith to come in, having not really played in what two three years probably at this point. Um, no, you're
0: sitting pretty as the the backup for all these years.
1: Exactly, yeah. and, and Russ, you know Iron Man has not. You know, missed a game in his entire NFL career, which is pretty astounding. Um, Mr. Unlimited, uh, as you like to call him, for sure. But um, he was a little limited in this regard because he was on the sidelines. Um, But again, you know, Geno Smith, I saw afterwards in some Seattle uh, reports that, you know, he took full ownership of that, you know, as he should. He's a quarterback right now. Um, It was a tough game on the road, but still one that they. You know, two and four is a far cry from three and three. So, you know, they could they
0: could have been uh, they could have been there. It was weird. To your point. The point, first half was ugly. It was a really bad game. It was a really bad game. They came back in the second half. Yep. Geno Smith, in Geno Smith fashion, fumbled the ball. And I know it's not necessarily all his fault, yep. but it just so happens that Juno Smith has this reputation of, well coughing up the ball in key moments. He did that a lot with the New York Jets.
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean, I think the missing Chris Carson was actually pretty profound, even though their backup running backs did a decent job in uh, DJ Dallas and... um,
0: Alex Collins, yeah.
1: Kind of by committee. But, you know, Carson is, I feel like, underrated still, and he's a beast. Um, So him being on IR for a period of time is going to hurt them, obviously, with Russ. And, you know, looking forward at their schedule, you know, it's it's going to be tough. And the thing, too, is they've lost – they're 2-4. They've also lost these home games, which they've always banked on as, you know, their as wins, even if they're going to be close Seahawks-fashion wins. They always usually squeak them out at home.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's just one of those things, too, where, I mean, it sounds like the Steelers are world beaters on the offense as well. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, their, their defense was really good. T.J. Watt, he just got a big-time extension. I mean, that's the reason why you paid him the big bucks. And they drafted, yeah. you know, in the first round, they got that kid from Antioch, actually Bay Area kid, oh, yeah. Najee Harris. Harris he yeah. played really well for them. Yeah. He was, I think he had, like, eight catches or some shit like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then who's on, the, who's on the docket for the Seahawks next week? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, uh, for for the Seahawks, you know, moving forward, they got Monday Night Football, and Mm. this is just fucking weird. (laughs) So, it's at Seattle. Um, It's the Saints at Seattle. Mm. The Seattle Seahawks, they're going to be, and as they should, they should be underdogs. They're five-point underdogs. Mm -hmm. And so, you have Jameis Winston versus Geno Smith. (laughs) I don't think – Bro, I don't think he saw that coming going into the 2021 season.
1: I mean, you know, we all kind of knew that Saints, you know, Drew Brees' time was coming to an end, and then it was really up in the air between, you know, it was kind of Taysom Hill's job to lose, I would say. He was been there for a while learning, and then Jameis comes in last year or whatever and kind of takes the place and, you know, he's playing well this year. And then, obviously, like we said, Gino has just been sitting pretty for the last couple of years as Russ's backup. So, yeah, I mean, Monday night, you know, we'll see how how it goes. It's um, I don't know. Like I said, being a situation, James Winston
0: against Geno Smith. Yeah. Monday Night Football. I I know the Manning brothers have a great time on Monday Night Football for coverage, but this might be a little tough for them, even even for the Manning, even for the Manning brothers.
1: Yeah, a lot to get super excited about when you have a lot of your stars who are who are out. And, you know, I couldn't even tell you really who's on who's still on the on the Saints at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean they have Kamara, but, uh, they, have yours, but. they have Kamara. I mean, and even conversely for the Seahawks, not only is Chris Carson hurt, uh, but Alex Collins got hurt late last game. He left with like an oblique hip injury, and so. It'll be interesting to see how they're going to do for the running game because, obviously, they like to run the ball very well. You have Rashad Penny, who's actually going to be coming off IR. So he might be a hot pickup for fantasy football.
1: What what do you think of uh, the Seahawks' uh, wide receivers this season?
0: They've been fine. It's just more so who's throwing. You know, it just just sucks to have Russell Wilson gone. Uh, DK Metcalf, even last game, he had six catches for 56 yards. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tyler Lockett, he was – he was targeted seven times. He only caught two balls. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's just, you know, obviously their passing attack won't be the same without Russell Wilson, but it's still there. Yeah. It's just more so execution. And I think this is something where, you know, Shane Walden, uh, Waldron, the offensive coordinator for the Seahawks, who came from the Rams, this is where they pay him the big big bucks. And it looks really good early on with his offense with Russell Wilson. But with Geno Smith, this is something where you really got to, grind your gears and try to figure out what you're going to do with this offense and to really compete.
1: Did did you hear that um, Seahawks brought in uh, Cam Newton, freshly vaccinated for uh, an interview and workout?
0: That is an interesting twist. So for those that don't know on Twitter, at least they were just saying that Cam Newton, you know, prior he didn't want to get vaccinated. Now he is now he's trying to get a job and he was, in some conversations with the Seahawks. Um, I always thought that Kandina would have been a great fit for the Seahawks regardless, mm-hmm. whether, you know, he was with the Patriots, but after the Patriots, I thought that the Seahawks really, we're going to look at him and now it's happening. So will I be surprised if, if they signed him? Absolutely not. Especially if Geno Smith, if he plays another bad game, maybe stinks up another one on Monday night football. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wouldn't surprise me.
1: Uh, t- I totally agree. I mean, I, ha- I was even looking up who the third string quarterback is for the Seahawks. It's some practice squad guy. Because um, again, I know they usually only carry two quarterbacks, and I don't think Russ will be coming back. In timetable is four to eight weeks, so really hard to tell with a, with his finger issue. Um, and Cam, I think, obviously is just kind of vying for any sort of you know job at this point. Um, I, personally, I think he and geno smith would be pretty you know that that would be a, a heated quarterback competition there honestly you know to, to see who who would kind of take that that place but i think
0: i mean personally i've always been a cameron newton fan so i'd be rooting yeah. for him uh, yeah. i hope they do make it happen that would be very you actually you know it'd be interesting if they signed him before monday night football and they, they gave him the start i don't know I'll, i think that might be a bit sudden but that would yeah. be kind of cool yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know like when the next buy is. I could see a move happening maybe during that time. But um, the uh, I can tell you, at least from locals here, that they would be welcoming of a, of a, a, a new backup at this point.
0: Well, just the way they lost, because they lost in Jano Smith fashion. They were so close, and then you just fumbled the ball away. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's go back to uh, your, your former... I won't say hometown, but we before KMO lived in Seattle. He was living in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mm-hmm. So back then, the Cardinals were thought as I don't know yeah. a cool yeah. five hundred team, rebuilding and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But now they're the well, now they're the talk of the NFL, and that's just the talk of the town. So they win thirty seven to fourteen against the Browns, and Kyler Murray looks fucking amazing right now.
1: <laughs> I, uh, he looks I,
0: absolutely amazing.
1: I know we could probably go back to old pods from a couple of years ago and I would probably be like, I don't really believe in Kyler Murray, especially being dropped number one overall. Um, but he's definitely proving doubters wrong. I thought he was kind of just like, you know, shifty and kind of getting by just by his kind of luck and shiftiness, but it's paying off. You know, baby Yoda is, is the force is strong with him for sure. Um, I'm
0: eating some crow myself. He yeah. is really taking that next step. And more so it seems like the game is slowing down for him where he's able to make his reads. And he's not it's not like he's just chucking the ball and forcing it to DeAndre Hopkins. Right. He's giving it to AJ Green, right. Rondale Moore. They just oh, and but by the way, I haven't even talked about it. They just traded for Zach Ertz for a fifth round pick. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's a good time for them. And as they should, it's a good time for them to buy now. They're undefeated. They needed help at tight end. So and the Eagles were not gonna re-sign him in the long term. So they were acquired Zach Ertz. From the Eagles, it's a good time for them right now it's a good time for them to really sack their chips and and try to run the NFC West which is really weird to say by yeah. the way
1: yeah I mean you could say you know going back to what you said before the like Card- Cardinals have always had like you know these years of you know you know knowing consistency at their in with the wide receivers and Larry Fitzgerald and some of their offensive players. They've always had issues with offensive line and they've had kind of rotating cast of characters at quarterback in the last several years here ever since, pretty much since Kurt Warner retired, I'd say. So, you know, it's at this point, you know, they're fully invested in, in Kyler Murray. Um, they're getting production from all over running backs, receivers. Um, their defense looks pretty good as well. You know, obviously, some big signings there um so it's uh, yeah and here's the
0: thing I I really predicted that the Browns would would beat them um not only do they not have their head coach but they're on the road and not only are they on the road but you're playing you know just the guy that was um Cliff Kingsbury usually calls makes the calls but it was their offensive assistant coach that made the calls and he said he hadn't made a a call since he was you know he was a college coach so the amazing part is they didn't miss a beat they they rolled on and i know baker mayfield got hurt and all that early on but um yeah, just a very convincing win and something where like, I, I am eating some crow because I said into the season, I just didn't think that they were consistent enough. I didn't think too much of Kingsbury from an X's and O's perspective. But they've had some really cl- close wins, but they've been able to, to win the games that probably they would have lost last year. And I think that's um, that's what you want to see out of any franchise to, to make that next
1: step. So With Ertz, I know he didn't play his last game, so he should be slated to play this next game coming up. I mean, obviously, I think he's an upgrade over their current tight end position.
0: Max Williams, yeah, that's right,
1: for sure. But you know, he's where do you think he kind of fits in with this offense in terms of you know what he can offer?
0: Well, you know, they got they got that spread, they got that spread offense. Um, you know, a lot of times they they use ten personnel where they don't really use tight ends, but uh, this should be really interesting. Actually, uh, they haven't had a receiving tight end like Ertz. In, like, forever, Um, Max Williams has kind of been more of a blocking tight end, and they've had Ricky Seals-Joe. Like, you know, they haven't really had uh, too much of an investment at the tight end position, but it should be a nice blanket for Kyler Murray, kind of similar to Lamar Jackson with Mark Andrews, kind of similar to Patrick Mahomes with Travis Kelsey, Kind of similar to, I don't know, even the Niners, Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle, yeah. having a good tight end down the seam is always nice to have. Yeah,
1: for sure.
0: So, uh, how much they are they going to integrate Decker? I don't know because they haven't really used tight ends in the past. But I'm I'm excited to see. And here's the thing, though: just their offense seems to be getting better and better. They seem to be rolling, and it looks like they're going to be fucking seven and zero. You know why? They're playing the Houston Texans at
1: Arizona.
0: <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so the biggest point spread in week 7 is the Cardinals, I kid you not, Vegas as of right now, they're 17 and a half point favorites oh, against there is 17 and a half point favorites. Are you gonna take Over are under 47 are gonna, and a half.
1: Are you going to take that? I don't know, it's a big spread.
0: So if I'm a betting man, like anytime it gets to the double digits, you want to, um, you know, Jesus. take the points and just yeah. seventeen and yeah. half is a lot of points, man.
1: But I mean, the Texans are they still playing the the rookie from Stanford?
0: They are. They are still playing Davis Mills.
1: Yeah, um, seventeen and a half. I mean, I, I, you could see this being like, you know. 40 to, you know, 13-type game. Like, I mean, it could happen. That, that could be. Um, but that's I have it. nothing
0: good to say about the Texans up to this point. Uh, the only thing, good little caveat is I Brandon Cooks in a bunch of leagues, and he might get a lot of gar- garbage points Yeah, just from yeah. just being behind and got to throw the ball, right? Uh, well, well, we'll see what happens next. Yeah, but just, just – Building upon, they're probably going to be 7-0. I just... Yeah. yeah. Any other thoughts about the Cardinals? Because, honestly, right now, they're just rolling and...
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. It would be, um, be interesting to see, kind of, you know, especially if, um, whenever their bye week is, for them to kind of recover a little bit, get healthy, and if they can continue, continue this, this rolling into you know into the second half of the season.
0: Yeah. yeah. Who would have thunk? I, I didn't think it. No. Shit. So... Anyways, so we're going to the story of Camo. So Camo was is in Seattle. He used to live in Arizona, uh, but before that, he was in Southern California, uh, not necessarily in LA, but he was in San Diego. So let's talk about the, so the those Southern California Rams, those LA Rams. So the LA Rams rolled on the road, like I mentioned, thirty eight to eleven against the Giants. Mm-hmm. I have another game where I just thought that the talent would just trump. Yeah. The opposition—that's exactly what happened. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey—they just—they just cleared it, cleared it out. Um, you know, you can make an argument that um, you might see the Rams, the Cardinals, as the two best teams in the NFC. Uh, you know, outside the the Bucks, of course. But what's your take on the Rams up to this point? But mind you, I think Cooper Cup is coming off like a nine catch, one hundred thirty yard, two touchdown game.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I think. The Rams, you know, we knew I think would be top one or two coming to the season. Um, I I think in the beginning when the trade happened between um, Stafford and and Jared Goff that most people were saying the Rams won that trade. But now they really – yes, we definitely won this trade like by a landslide. You can make a
0: case that Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford are MVP candidates right now.
1: Right, yeah. You know, it's – and then, you know, the the the, um, the Lions are just a, a dumpster fire. So, and, you know, that's not all completely Goff's fault, but I know it's, it's largely, you know, him being the quarterback there. But, yeah, I think Stafford's come in and has fit in perfectly. Um, he seems to really enjoy playing in L.A. and playing in a brand-new stadium, having an amazing defense, having um, – you know, solid offensive weapons. Uh, you know, around him, like you mentioned, Cooper Cup. Uh, you know, they are. You know, Aaron Donald. You know, this you know, defensive player of the year. All these types of things that make makes his job easier.
0: Well, you say it's not necessarily Jerry Goff's faults, but <laughs> did he hear the news? So, the Lions got their asses handed to the Bengals last week. Right. Dan Campbell, post game. I don't know if you heard what he said, but he he told to the press that we need more out of Jared Goff. He actually called him out. He's him he, said, out. <laughs> he called him out on the press saying like, hey.
1: For a team that's a tough team loss. List, right? They're they right?
0: Yeah, he they're said winning. they're a They're 0-6. So he said, tough loss. We need more for, for, out of Jared Goff.
1: Yeah, well. <laughs> he could uh, Not he could, good. He could take the Ben Simmons approach and just be all pouty and then see what happens. But <laughs> I think he's a little more professional than that.
0: So this just rolls off my tongue. Okay. So speaking of the Lions and how much they suck, guess who the Rams are playing this week?
1: Hmm, the Lions?
0: <laughs> they are playing the Lions.
1: <laughs> I saw I did see that Stafford was past that because of you know he was there for what, ten years or something? Like, you know, probably still lives there and he was just like, This is just another NFL opponent. Like totally brushing off.
0: But, you know, Bro, you, you were just talking about the Jared Goff trade and yeah. all that, and I was just like, I don't know if you checked the schedule because I wrote my notes in preparation for this pod. But, uh, yeah, no, Jared Goff, Stafford, that trade, they they get to play each other. They get to play each other in week seven. And to make matters worse, it's at LA. Oh, that's so rough for Jared Goff.
1: What's, what's the line on this one?
0: So you thought, okay, so the Cardinals, that's the worst line of this week, 17 and a half. But this is a close second. What do you think the line is for this oh, Detroit, okay. the winless Detroit Lions against the 5 and one Rams at L.A., at SoFi, mind you, at their brand new stadium where you see Matthew Stafford and then fucking Jared Goff from Detroit plots along to see his old Stomping grounds in LA in their brand new stadium, by the way.
1: It's got to be at least two touchdowns. So I'm going to say 14 and a half.
0: Close. It's 15. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this this one actually is, it's, a, it's a high over under 15 50 and a half, but 15 points by the Rams.
1: So what's going to happen if they, you know, Rams have a clunker and something, some miracle happens and Rams come in and, or the Lions come in and get a win?
0: Well, I thought that the Lions were going to be due. I thought a couple of weeks ago that when they host the Ravens and the Ravens were coming off a short week, I thought that would have been an opportunity. Yeah. That wasn't going to be the case. I thought that last week against the Bengals, I thought that was going to be a good opportunity, but yeah. not so much. And that was at Detroit as well. So I'm not going to just
1: – I mean, was it was it last year or last season or season before? I remember the Rams were playing really well a lot of momentum and they go in, I forget who they play, but they, they want to, they lost. Ugly they lost
0: to the jets. They lost to the jets.
1: It was like six to three, right. Or something stupid like that. Like
0: they, 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 they got their asses handed. Yeah. They lost to the jets. Right. It was, it was a big, yeah. like,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. The NFL is tough. It could happen. Right. But I mean, probably won't, um, especially with how much, you know, five and one things are going well for them. Uh, you know, I think they're, I keep hearing great things about the stadium. Um LA used to be your you your your, your stopping grounds for a period of time. Um but uh yeah, I mean definitely uh, if I was gonna bet it would, you know, for sure take the, take the You make
0: a case though. I mean I know Stafford wants to play well against uh, the Lions, but you can make a case that for golf, especially since his head coach Stan Campbell called him out mm-hmm. that he he would be a little bit more incentivized to play well.
1: I mean didn't didn't when uh when he got traded, I mean, wasn't what's was his name uh, um, Rams head coach? Wasn't he pretty much just like, like, all okay, right, cool, like, peace, like, <laughs> nice nonia type type thing? Not, 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 a whole lot of fanfare with that departure.
0: Yeah, the way it went down, it wasn't probably the most clean, clean ordeal. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I just, yeah. yeah, it's rough. It's just rough. So, yeah, yeah, the Rams, Detroit. Yeah. Sure. I really think that the standings will be about the same, meaning that Cardinals will be 7-0. I guess the Rams will be 6-1. Seahawks, I don't know about that. So, well, I'll just call it out. I hope they lose. <laughs> so I hope they lose to, go, to fall to 2-5. and five. Let's just say that, right?
1: I mean, but
0: let's go on to uh, the fourth. Are we gone?
1: I was. I could see that happening for sure, especially the the Gino versus Jameis Monday Night Football tune in.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So just fourth team. So coming off their bye week, uh, you have so they're two and three right now. They're kind of at the crossroads because they won the first two games, but they they lost their last three, Mm -hmm. and they lost the last three by a possession. So they lost to the Seahawks by a touchdown. Yeah. They lost yeah. to uh they lost to the Cardinals by a touchdown. Um yeah just to, some really tough losses. Um yeah, I'm or actually you know what they, they lost to the Packers team. Anyway, anyways, so they lost actually all three again even the Packers game was pretty close now that That's I think close. about it, but it was close. So they were all winnable games, but no one gives a fuck about how close they were. They, you still lost them, right? And this this is a team where they're like second to last. They actually tied actually they're tied with the Jaguars for forced turnovers. They've only forced two turnovers this year, whether it be interception, forced fumble. They've only forced two. Um, this is a team that has. In my opinion, up to this point, they've underachieved because I didn't expect them to be two and three. But then at the same time, too, I didn't really expect. Well, maybe I didn't expect, but I didn't expect it to happen until sudden. But Jimmy Garoppolo has been out. Um, he, he got out with an injury for for his thigh, I think, his calf or some shit like that. So he had lands come earlier than they expected last week against the Cardinals. And so right now you have Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if it's going to be a hundred percent, but you also know that Trey Lance sprained his knee last week, mm-hmm. or at last last start against the Cardinals. And so you're kind of up in limbo about who's going to be the quarterback. I really hope it's not going to be Nate Sudfield, And I would not like that. <laughs> um, so this line's really interesting too because you haven't really they haven't really named who the starter is going to be for Week Seven. But nonetheless, you have the Colts who are two and four against the Niners who are two and three at San Francisco coming off a bye. Mm-hmm. And the Niners are favored by four over under 44.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your initial thought? Yeah. I think that, I mean, if, if all things considered, this is probably the sort of best case scenario from coming off a buy is that you're playing at home against a team that is also not playing very well at this, point, at this point in the season. They're coming from the East coast, essentially having to travel to the West. Um, you know, so that's obviously going to be in favor of the Niners, um, in terms of helping their possibility of winning this game. But, you know, obviously the Niners are just hit with injury bug. Like we, they're on like my seventh string running back, essentially. Um, they have, you know, had some significant injuries on defense. We about Jim Garoppolo. You know, well, Jason Verrett tore his knee for like the eighth time. Like, you know, it's. I thought that we were going to resign Richard Sherman. That didn't happen. Um, probably should have done that uh, to help someone. Didn't
0: matter, with I guess, because Sherman's out several weeks anyways with a hamstring uh, injury. You know, theory. Well, <laughs> he's
1: getting, you know things, things like this happen. But I think he said, like, they've underachieved. You know, we got Bosa back um, from – the, you know, after missing last year, um, still have Armstead, you know, we have, you know, uh, Kinlaw, all these guys that, that they have invested, you know, high draft picks in on the defensive side. And, you know, I think it's, like you said, a lot of these games have been close, but who really cares if they're close? Um, you know, you know Cardinals obviously are undefeated Packers came off that really shitty game. And then they came back and won this game close again. Um, so I guess the silver lining is they haven't been blown out yet. Um, but again, it's, it's still kind of small sample size. I think that Trey Lance, I do see you can see the potential and the flashes there. He just seems so raw still. Um, he just he looks like a yeah. I mean,
0: person. he he's the rawest one out of the the whole class, and everyone kind of knew that, which is, which is okay. Right. You're, you're, you know, that's it, that's what they I mean, wanted. They wanted the high yeah, ten.
1: I forgot, Was it last game the game before where Robbie Gold got hurt? So they're using their freaking punter to do field goals, and he's like, "What? What the hell do I do here?" Like, and they lost because they couldn't. Essentially, special teams effed up for them as well. Like things like that. I'm sure it's yeah. just like, was so aggravating for a head coach.
0: Yeah, I mean, just a combination. Your your running game has been compromised. Your quarterback. You have a new. You have a new quarterback that you didn't really want to put right away, but. Uh, your kickers hurts and so you have to go a little bit more aggressive on fourth down. But your whole game plan has been compromised. George Kittle's on IR, by the way. Right, exactly. That doesn't yeah, help.
1: Kittle. Like oh. you know, yeah. It, you know, I guess I think in this coming game coming up, despite all these things happening, even if Jimmy is at, you know, 80 percent, they can get a win, I think it's gonna do a lot for their morale and for it to be, you know, three like I said, three and three is a whole lot better than being two and four.
0: Um, yeah no I would agree I think for them just more importantly I think they need to find their identity which has been their zone blocking scheme running the football well uh, hopefully that they got hopefully Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell they're healthy enough um, to, to get things back on track with this run game so that's important I think this the, going back to what I said earlier this defense needs to force some turnovers and they certainly can um, they can get to Carson Wentz but it's going to be on them to, to get it done.
1: What you, what uh, that's you, going to be very important. Your, what are your thoughts on, on uh, Brandon Ayuk's uh, underperforming season so far?
0: Well, you know, at first, the first week, the, he wasn't getting so much love. But the last couple of weeks, he's been playing 80% of the snaps. So, uh, But I saw some promise last, last time against the Cardinals. He had some really tough catches.
1: I mean, we'll just see, we'll
0: just see if we can keep going. You know, um, debo has been an absolute yeah, stud, yeah. but with no George Kittle, you're going to need a little bit more than the Debo Samuel show. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I think this is a game that they can certainly win, but you know, no one cares if you're almost there. They need, they need to put it together. All right.
1: I didn't even realize until last week. I forgot who was playing, but like, Oh, Jarek McKinnon. Like, Oh, wait, is he on the Niners? I didn't realize that <laughs> he's on a different team. Yeah, man. Yeah. Did he ever even play a game for the 49ers?
0: Last last season, he had a couple. A couple. He had a little bit. Uh, early on, he looked good. And then later on, he kind of lost his juice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. That was a yeah. That was a swing and a miss in the, long, in the grand scheme of things. But,
0: so. Yep. Well, we can talk more in length about a lot of – they've had a lot of hits. They've had a lot of misses too, yeah. so. Yeah, but all in all for this game, hopefully they get it back on track.
1: Yeah.
0: Another thing to kind of uh, shout out, which is kind of cool, is DeForest Buckner, former Niner from Oregon, first round of pick. A little homecoming for him against his former team. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, I, I think, like I said, I think this one – I think it's going to go the Niner's way. Um, I think it's going to help. Boost, you know, their their season at this point, because again, they um, they're playing catch up at this point to uh, to two other teams who are ahead of them the in the Yeah,
0: I think that if they get this win uh, to get back to five hundred, yeah. you'll be okay. And I think whatever happens moving forward, but you just need to get back to five hundred.
1: We'll see. Who knows what the what the records will be like when uh, when we go to the game in, in Seattle in December.
0: Who knows? Yeah. Oh, by the way, for those that don't know, when the Niners play at Seattle, first week of December, your boy, Just the Weston came We're going to be there. We're going to be in attendance.
1: Yeah. So bring your, bring your Vax card, bring your mask. Have
0: good time. Is it going to be cold? Is it going to be raining in December?
1: Yeah, it will be cold. It will likely be raining.
0: Fuck me. Cause you know what? This Sunday night football against the Colts, it's supposed to rain. In the Bay Area, as of right now, as we speak during the spot, it is raining right now. Wow,
1: it's been a while.
0: Yeah, so we need we need it, but yeah, it's been a while. Ew. Anyways, so that's our little preview going into week seven. Recap of week six. I would like to do another pod, like I have been the last couple of Fridays and Saturdays, to give my predictions for it. But any other final thoughts as we kind of recap week six and go into week seven? Any, any other thoughts?
1: You know, I think it's been. Um, I, I I I feel like it's been fun. it's been a fun season watching obviously the teams you know across the NFC West and the NFL in general. A lot of uh, you know a lot of good a lot of good games this far. I think you know we've had a lot of memorable memorable ones already Um, in a season that has the longest season, 17 games, which is uh, pretty unique. So um, still a lot of football left uh, to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. And let's just see, because right now the Cardinals and Rams, they're the cream of the crop, not just for the NFC West, but for the NFL. Russell Wilson, if he gets back healthy, for the Niners, if they get their shit back, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But to have one of your division rivals – at six and zero, that makes it really tough to make the playoffs. I'll just, I'll just say that. Anywho, you're good, right, Kamo? I'm
1: good.
0: So to all our loyal listeners, appreciate it. Whether you check it out on Spotify or iTunes, also continue to check out Twitter at Just The West. Instagram at Just the West and of course the blog www.justthewest.com. Kayma, I appreciate your time. Until next time, we out here. Peace. Peace.